welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets, presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and we are breaking down everything you need to know for Monday, July 26th, and the seven-game featured slate that kicks off just past 7 p.m. over on DraftKings. We will also do some best bets for Monday, but before any of that, let's talk Prize Picks. If you head over to prizepicks.com and use the promo code MMNMLB, you can have your first deposit matched up to $100. So make sure you do that and then use these picks because I really like them. They're my two favorite picks on prize picks for Monday. So let's start with Jose Abreu. The Chicago White Sox are going up against Mike Miner and the Kansas City Royals. And we know Abreu crushes left handed pitching. He's done it essentially the entire time he's been in the majors, but this season, 2021 specifically, he has a 337 isolated power and a 145 WRC plus against Southpaws, and those numbers have gotten considerably better recently. In the month of July, small sample, but still, month of July, Jose Abreu is 7 for his last 16 within the split with four extra base hits in that span of time, so he's really, really hot at the plate right now, specifically against left-handed pitchers, so I think he'll go over eight fantasy points. The other play I like on Monday's slate, the late game, Mitch Haniger to go under seven fantasy points. I know this one's a little risky. Haniger has been on fire in the month of July. He's got seven home runs in the month, and again, it's a month where there was a week off in the middle, so that's a pretty good home run total for Mitch Haniger, who now has 25 for the season. However, Haniger has hit considerably better on the road so far in 2021. In fact, his OPS away from Seattle is 933. In Seattle, it's just 765. So that's one thing to consider with the Mariners playing at home on Monday. The other big part of this Luis Garcia is taking the mound for the Astros. And if there's one thing Garcia has done exceedingly well so far this season, it is neutralizing right-handed batters. Righties this season are hitting just 158 with a 235 Woba off of Garcia. Lefties, I don't want to say they've had a lot of success. No one's really had a lot of success against Luis Garcia, but especially right-handed batters, have struggled with Luis Garcia. So I think Haniger goes under seven fantasy points, while Jose Abreu goes over eight fantasy points on prize picks. Okay, let's talk that seven-game main slate on DraftKings, and let's just start talking about Luis Garcia again. I guess continue talking about Luis Garcia. He is the most expensive pitcher on this slate at $10,400. This isn't really a slate that, like, knocks your socks off when it comes to star power in the pitching department. Uh, We'll get to someone in a sec who is going to be the most popular play on the slate and is arguably the biggest star in baseball. But, you know, from a DraftKings points per game perspective, this isn't the best pitching slate we've ever seen. But Luis Garcia, while I still really haven't come to terms with the fact that he is a $10,000 pitcher... I think he's justified in being the most expensive guy. I think he has the highest floor by far of any pitcher on Monday. Uh, His past 10 starts, he has a 2.56 ERA in that span. That is backed up by a 2.65 FIP 
and he actually has a 29% strikeout rate in that 10-start stretch. So while in my head I sometimes don't maybe account for the kind of upside that I should be accounting for with Garcia, when we're talking roughly a 30% strikeout rate, that is someone who probably deserves to be around or over $10,000 relatively consistently. Uh, 20 DraftKings points in seven of his past 10 starts. That includes 31.7 DraftKings points in his last start against Cleveland. And Seattle's a pretty good matchup. The last two weeks, Seattle has a 26.5% strikeout rate. That is the second highest mark in all of baseball. They also have a 12.2% swing strike rate, which is the fourth highest mark in baseball. So should be a lot of strikeouts for Luis Garcia. And considering how well he's been pitching the past two months, again, he's expensive, but I think he's viable on Monday. Okay, let's get to Mr. Popularity, Shohei Otani. Um, Again, this is just everyone's favorite player right now, Uh, but he is $9,200 and he gets the best matchup you could possibly draw. He gets the Colorado Rockies, not in Colorado. So sometimes when you look at a pitcher's home road splits, uh, you know, you can take them with a grain of salt. Uh, I will say Otani has pitched very well in Los Angeles. He's got a 1.87 ERA at home. The advanced numbers really say that he's been the same guy home and away. He's just gotten a little unlucky when he's been pitching on the road. Um, But hey, he's pitching at home. He's been good at home. And again, if he's pitching at home against Colorado, that means he's not pitching in the altitude at Coors Field. So it is important, the location of this game, because Colorado, I mean, a 106 isolated power, uh, a 262 WOBA. They are also dead last in WRC plus away from Colorado. They they just can't hit when they're on the road. They're terrible. And Otani has allowed two earned runs or fewer in six of his past seven starts, and he's got a 31.1% strikeout rate for the season. So he checks every single box. I just think he's going to be on a slate this small. I would say 45 to 50% owned. That might even be underselling it. I mean, Otani is just going to be uber popular. Obviously, I think he's a good play. I wouldn't talk about him if I didn't think that, but you do have to factor in just how popular he's going to be on a slate like this. So if you're playing in a GPP, I'm not saying you can't use him, but I would maybe lean Luis Garcia just knowing how many people are going to be on the Shohei bandwagon on Monday. The issue you'll also run into, and the reason why Otani will be as popular as he's going to be, there's not a lot of value on this slate. Uh, Once you get past sort of like the 8K tier, which is okay, there's a huge precipitous drop-off when you get below $7,000. I mean, you've got Michael Pineda at $6,900, He's got a 400 opponent Woba and just an 11% strikeout rate his past five starts. You've got Howard at $6,400. Spencer Howard, who, yes, a lot of prospect pedigree with that name, but he has not been pitching deep into games with Philadelphia. He also hasn't been very successful, but his last start, 41 pitches. I wouldn't expect him to really go much further than that in this start either, so he just can't use him above $6,000. You've got Matt Manning. At 5,800, he has looked slightly better his last two starts, but does a start against Texas really count? Is that something you can say like, hey, he's definitely better now. He beat Texas. 
I don't know. I mean, 5,800's not a lot, but we're talking about someone with a 10.5% strikeout rate in his six career starts. So another guy with a lot of prospect pedigree, but just we haven't seen the results yet in the areas that matter at the major league level. Then you've got like Darren McCoggan. I'm not even probably pronouncing that right, but he's making his second career start for the Mariners. And this is someone who looked all right in his first career start, but he somehow managed to go five full innings and not strike out a single batter. So there's no strikeout upside available at this end of the pool. I would say if you're really looking for a shot in the dark, if you have to save money, your best bet below 7K is probably Thomas Hatch, who's $5,200 going up against the Red Sox. Hatch is someone who has not made a start at the major league level in 2021, but he's looked good so far in AAA. We have some data as a reliever with Thomas Hatch from last season. Uh, Relatively good strikeout numbers. Boston does have a 13.3% swinging strike rate across the last two weeks. It's the second highest mark in all of baseball. So maybe, but it's still using a guy against the Red Sox at Fenway. That doesn't sound overly tempting. And you'll remember the last time we had Thomas Hatch on a slate, or almost had Thomas Hatch on a slate, the game was eventually rained out, but it was last week, and he was $4,000 going up against the Red Sox, and at that price point, you, you almost have to use him. Just, he's too too cheap. But 5200 now we're talking about a price increase of $1,200, that's a big deal when you're going up against the Red Sox, and you don't really have a track record this season if you're Thomas Hatch. So again, I would say he's your best option below $7,000, but this might be a slate where you cannot consider anybody below 7K. Okay, let's let's round things out with a more positive note. Uh, let's talk about the Detroit Tigers and how good their offense has been as of late. Uh, the, the last 30 days, the Detroit Tigers have a top 10 WRC plus in baseball. They've got a 110 WRC plus, and a big reason for that is the top of their lineup has been hitting a ton. So I like stacking the Tigers on Monday against the aforementioned Michael Pineda, who, again, since the beginning of June, there's an IL stint in there. It's five starts. But in that frame of time, again, 400 opponent Woba, just an 11% strikeout rate. He has not been able to get swings and misses in the last two months. And that is a big issue for any pitcher at the major league level, especially going up against a hot offense like we see with the Tigers. And if you really want to attack Pineda, it seems like the best way to do that is left-handed bats. In that same five-start sample, left-handed batters have a 441 Woba and a nine, excuse me, a 694 slugging percentage in that span of time. So Akil Badu, who was going to hit leadoff in this game, he is just $3,200. He's got that nice power-speed combination. The big issue with Badu is strikeouts, but Michael Pineda is not striking anyone out lately, so maybe you don't have to worry about that. There's The biggest negative is almost wiped off the board in this particular matchup. You've also got Robbie Grossman at $3,100. Grossman has a 138 WRC plus in that same 30-day sample. He's been hitting exceedingly well. Uh, you can also think about Heimer Candelario who another left-handed bat is $3,700. He's got a 142 WRC plus in that 30-day sample. And then, you know, you, you run out of left-handed bats at a certain point. You can use some righties too. So Jonathan Scope, um, you know, has cooled down a little bit, but still hitting above average. He's $4,700, which 
maybe is too expensive for him, but when we're talking about a Tigers stack, considering for the other top guys in their lineup, you're paying 3-7, 3-2, 3-1, cumulatively, this is one of the cheapest stacks available, and it's a really good one. So I love stacking the Tigers on Monday. Let's now head over to the oh-so-good DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll talk about some favorite bets for Monday's slate. Let's start with the White Sox. So we talked about this a little bit with Jose Abreu specifically, but the White Sox hit left-handed pitching. That's what they do. Reports are also very positive that Eloy Jimenez is going to DH in this game. He's going to be activated. He's back. That's a huge bat returning to the middle of this White Sox order and another guy who can mash left-handed pitching. So I'm a little surprised, even though they're on the road for this game, that the money line for the White Sox is only minus 115. Chicago is 19-7. They're past 26 road games against a left-handed starter. They are also 37-14. They're past 51 games overall against a left-handed starter. They just win games when teams are using a southpaw. Uh, And Dallas Keuchel has been pretty good. I mean, fantasy-wise, not the best guy, but he's been solid, and he's been getting much better as the season's gone along. Uh, His numbers in June and July, much better than his numbers in April and May. Uh, The White Sox are also 12-6 and in the 18 games that Keuchel has started so far in 2021. So I like White Sox money line. I also like Red Sox money line. This is basically a pick 'em. Uh, it's minus 110 right now. You're getting the Red Sox at home, one of the best teams in baseball. Yes, the Blue Jays are good, but the Blue Jays have a losing record against teams above 500 so far this season. And a big part of that is they have not been able to beat the Red Sox. The Jays are 2 and 6 in their last eight games against the Red Sox, including getting swept. It was a two game series, but still getting swept in Buffalo last week when they saw the Red Sox, and those games weren't even particularly close. Um, So I just think the Red Sox really should be favored a lot lot more in this game. It's it's just as simple as that. Uh, The Red Sox also just win games against good teams. They're sort of the anti-Jays in that way. The Red Sox are 7-1 their last eight home games when they're facing a team above 500. So this is a situation where they have had a lot of success, the reverse is true for the Toronto Blue Jays. So again, at minus 110, I'm getting the best team record-wise in the American League. I will take that every day of the week. So Boston money line, White Sox money line on the DraftKings Sportsbook. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I am Gary and Thorne, and I will catch you guys tomorrow.